Tomorrow is the 4th of July, and I thought it appropriate to do a slightly patriotic show about our nation's presidents. Now, I'm not going to make this a highly political show, but instead, we'll focus on some of the oddities and presidential firsts in this week's tiny-sode titled, Ooh, Ah, or Oval Officers Ones One by One, A Hunk of Head Honchos. Now, we think of the United States as always having two political parties. So it may surprise you to learn that George Washington was affiliated with no party and he was unanimously elected to the office of presidency. And once he got the job, he turned down the $25,000 annual salary, initially, but he eventually accepted it. He had the quickest inauguration speech of all the presidents, coming in at 133 words, just under two minutes. He was the first president to be a prisoner of war, He was briefly captured in the French-Indian War, which we covered in our episode, Emperors, Robber Barons, Cowboys, and Indians. Go check it out. He was also the first president to marry a widow, to be on a United States postage stamp, and was the only president not to live in Washington, D.C. Next in line was John Adams, who was the first and only Federalist president whose son also became the president of the United States. John Quincy Adams. John Adams was the first president to reach the age of 90, even though he only had one person to beat in the category, but it's impressive nonetheless. Scattered curiosity, one time John Adams went to Stratford-on-Avon with his pal Thomas Jefferson, and when they went to Shakespeare's birthplace, they took a knife with them and they chipped off some pieces from a wooden chair in his house to keep as a souvenir. Now, that's pretty badass. And Thomas Jefferson was the first president for the Democratic-Republican Party. Now, that's a party that would be interesting to revisit today now, wouldn't it? The Democratic-Republican? It sounds impossible. And he was the first president to be a widower at the time of his inauguration and the first president to be elected by the House of Representatives. And according to the Internet, he invented the swivel chair? So it must be true if it's on the Internet. And you think of Thomas Jefferson as being this amazing orator, but he only gave two speeches, one for each term. James Madison was also a Democratic-Republican who wrote the U.S. Bill of Rights and is sometimes called the father of the Constitution. And in 1812, he became the first president as commander-in-chief to lead the nation to war. And... He was the last surviving signer of the U.S. Constitution, which is why he gets to be on the $5,000 bill, which is no longer printed, but still a legal tender if you have one, and you don't. James Monroe was the first senator to become president and makes the hat trick as the third Democratic-Republican and fifth and last founding father president. 
And his big thing was the Monroe Doctrine from 1823 that called for Europe to stay out of American affairs. He was also the first president to ride on a steamboat. John Quincy Adams was the first son of a former president to hold the office himself and was the last of the Democratic Republicans to be president, but the first and only president to serve in the U.S. House of Representatives after he was president. Andrew Jackson was just a rebel through and through. And a really fun way to get his story, especially if you're a fan of the Broadway show Hamilton, you have to check out the soundtrack to a musical called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. And one of the first songs in the show is called Life Sucks. And in it, you get the man's self-perspective about his lot in life. It's awesome. Check it out. And he was the first Democratic president with a few other presidential firsts, including the first to be born in a log cabin, the first to marry a divorced woman, the first to ride on a railroad train, and the first sitting president to survive an assassination attempt after the would-be shooter's gun jammed. And then Andrew Jackson beat the poor man with his walking stick. And I love this story about Andrew Jackson's pet parrot, which I guess is still debated whether it's true or not. But apparently, Andrew Jackson taught his pet parrot to swear. So well, in fact, that the parrot had to be escorted out of Andrew Jackson's funeral for cursing too much. God, I hope that story's true. The Democrat Martin Van Buren was sometimes referred to as Martin Van Ruin due to his handling of the Panic of 1837, which was a financial crisis and a major recession that saw the banks fail, unemployment soar to 25%, and also a severe drop in prices of shipped goods due to poor lending policies. He was the first president to be born a citizen of the United States and only president who spoke English as a second language. And that is actually a recycled fact from our very first episode of Scattered Curiosities, Let's Go Dutch! By the way, folks, all of our old episodes are available to you all the time for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. William Henry Harrison was the first of the Whig Party presidents, the only president whose grandson, Benjamin Harrison, also served as president of the United States, and the first president to die in office, serving the shortest term of one month after having given the longest inauguration speech in history on a cold, rainy day, and died of pneumonia a month later. And John Tyler keeps the wiggery alive as he becomes the first vice president to take over the presidency upon the death of a sitting president, which brought about the debate as to his position and authority after the president's death. He declared that he should simply become president, and he must have been pretty convincing because that's what happened. Although the law of the vice president automatically becoming the chief executive in such circumstances wouldn't become an official procedure until the passage of the 25th Amendment in 1965. 
John Tyler was the first president to have a veto overturned by Congress, and this was greatly due to the fact that he was not well-liked, and many didn't like the way that he just made himself president. One newspaper man called him a, quote, poor, miserable, despised imbecile, end quote. And in John Tyler's obituary in the New York Times, it said that he was, quote, the most unpopular public man that had ever held any office in the United States, end quote. And when he died, President Lincoln didn't even order the flags to be put at half-mast. James K. Polk breaks up the Whig domination by bringing back the Democrats. And he was the first Speaker of the House to become president after he vowed to annex Texas in 1844. And he banished dancing, card playing, and alcohol in the White House. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about James K. Polk, I advise you to listen to the song James K. Polk by They Might Be Giants for a three-minute and seven-second biography of the man. And you know what? I won't even be offended if you shut me off to do it. I love They Might Be Giants. Zachary Taylor might not be a fan, though, because he brought back the Whigs to the White House even though his party didn't have the majority in the Senate. He was the first president who didn't serve in the U.S. Congress or the Continental Congress. Millard Fillmore was the last Whig president and the first to have a stepmother. And there's really not that much to say about the dude. I mean, he's even referred to as a, quote, uninspiring man on the White House website. Although, he did marry his school teacher. I mean, that's pretty hot and interesting, right? Franklin Pierce was the first president to be born in the 19th century, and although he put the Whigs out of the picture as a Democratic president, he became the only elected president who sought renomination for a second term, but didn't get it. And after that, he pieced out by saying, quote, there's nothing left to do but get drunk, end quote. Scattered curiosity, he allegedly ran over a lady with his horse while he was under the influence. And I love the Democrat James Buchanan, and I can't believe that we don't know more about him. Apparently, he was known to go around to all the slave auctions in Washington, D.C. and buy slaves and then bring them to Pennsylvania and set them free. What a freaking cool guy. And he was the first and only president never to marry and... Some speculated that he had a romantic partnership with Senator William King from Alabama, and they were sometimes referred to as, quote, Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy, end quote, or Mr. Buchanan and his wife. Don't listen to them, James. You do you. I think it surprises some people today when they learn that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican as many of his policies reflect those of the Democrats today. Obviously, he was the tallest president at six foot four, the first president with a beard, and the first sitting president to be assassinated. But did you know that he was also the first president to have a patent? Number 6469 in 1849 
for a device to lift boats over a large number of fish that are swimming together, or a shoal. It was never manufactured. Lincoln was also a licensed bartender, and he was the co-owner of a saloon in Springfield, Illinois, named Barry and Lincoln. And by the way, do you know where we get the word saloon from? Well, in Old West America, when tavern owners were trying to be fancy-sounding like the French, they simply misspelled and mispronounced the French word salon. And that's how we get saloon. Scattered curiosity, Lincoln was the first president to have his picture taken at his inauguration. And in the background of the infamous photo, you can actually see his future assassin, John Wilkes Booth, in the upper right-hand corner. Bonus curiosity, Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert Lincoln, is the only person ever to witness three presidents be assassinated. His dad, President Garfield, and President McKinley. After that, he vowed to never be seen in public with a president again. Weirdly enough, Andrew Johnson took over for Abraham Lincoln as a Democrat. I'm not really sure how all that happened, but I can tell you that he was the first president to hold an Easter egg roll on the White House lawn, the first president not to have a legal or military background, but was the first president to become a senator after his presidency, despite having been the first president to be impeached. Ulysses S. Grant was all about the Republican Party of Lincoln when he became the first president whose parents were still alive when he took the oath of office. And, you know, we think of Ulysses S. Grant as being this courageous Civil War tough guy who broke up the KKK for a few decades, but he actually couldn't stand the sight of blood. Grant famously smoked 20 cigars a day And for years after winning the Civil War, people sent him over 10,000 cigars. He later died of throat cancer. The Republican Rutherford B. Hayes was the first sitting president to visit the West Coast and had another presidential first when he was sworn in on March 3rd in a private ceremony at the White House perhaps due to the fact that his was a greatly disputed victory because he had lost the popular vote that year but squeaked through the electoral college by just one vote. And he was thereafter referred to as Rother Fraud and his fraudulency. And the nicknames don't stop there. He was also called Granny Hayes because he didn't gamble or smoke and he forbid alcohol in the White House, and would host nightly gospel sing-alongs. And everybody knows that karaoke is only bearable when all the participants are good and hammered. James Garfield was the second president to be assassinated, who was also a Republican, after only 200 days in office. He was the first left-handed president and the first president to talk on the telephone to Alexander Graham Bell from 13 miles away and said, quote, please speak a little more slowly, end quote. Nice grammar, buddy. More slowly. 
Chester A. Arthur, sometimes called Elegant Arthur, was a Republican with the HGTV bug. In 1881, he had a hankering to redecorate the White House, but didn't have the budget for it, so he sold some historical U.S. artifacts to foot the bill. 24 wagon loads worth of stuff, to be exact. And two of the items sold were a hat that once belonged to John Quincy Adams and a pair of Abraham Lincoln's pants. Grover Cleveland was a Democratic president and the first and only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. He was the 22nd and the 24th U.S. president, who at one time worked as a hangman when he was the acting sheriff in Erie County, New York. And he had to pull the gallows trap door twice in his career. Benjamin Harrison was on the Republican team and was the first and only president to be the grandson of a former president, William Henry Harrison. Benjamin Harrison was the first president to live with electricity in the White House, but he was so scared of being electrocuted by it that he wouldn't touch the light switches and often slept with the lights on. We already covered Grover Cleveland, but this is where he served his second term. And he is featured on the $1,000 bill. William McKinley was the Republican president who reluctantly approved the Spanish-American War and was the first president to use the telephone during his presidential campaign and the third president to be assassinated. Scattered curiosity, the electric ambulance that brought William McKinley to the hospital after being shot made him the first president to be a passenger in a self-propelled vehicle. And he is on the $500 bill. Theodore Roosevelt was a proud reformer from the party of Lincoln, whom we covered in detail on our recent episode of Scattered Curiosities, episode 3.1, Emperors, Robber Barons, Cowboys, and Indians, part two, so check that out. And he was the youngest president to take the oath of office after McKinley was assassinated. Kennedy was the youngest elected president to take the oath. And I'm sure that Theodore Roosevelt loves the fact that he was the first president to submerge in a submarine. And he was also the first president to visit a foreign nation while he was in office and the first president to win a Nobel Peace Prize in 1906 for his role in the 1905 peace negotiations of the Russo-Japanese War. And as if that wasn't enough, he was also the first president to fly in what was then called an aeroplane in 1910. And while we think of Teddy as being as tough as a bull moose, there is a heartbreaking picture that you can see online from one of his diary entries on Valentine's Day, 1884, which is simply a big black X that says beneath it, quote, the light has gone out of my life, end quote. His mother and wife both died on that day. William Howard Taft, or Big Bill, was the most rotund president who often got stuck in his bathtub, requiring aid from his staff to get him out. 
the one-term Republican, was the first president of the new 48 contiguous states when Arizona joined the fold in 1912. He was the first president to throw the opening season pitch at a baseball game, believe it or not, and the only president to become Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court after his presidency. And he believed his job as Chief Justice was far more important than his job as the president. The Democrat Woodrow Wilson was a former president of a major university when Teddy Roosevelt all but gave him the election by splitting the Republican vote when he ran as a third-party candidate. Wilson was the first president with a doctoral degree, the first to appoint a Jewish-American justice to the United States Supreme Court, the first president to use radio equipment, the first to appoint a woman to a sub-cabinet post, and... He also won a Nobel Peace Prize in 1919 for his role in creating the League of Nations after World War I. Scattered curiosity, Woodrow Wilson would paint golf balls black so he could play golf during the snowy winter. And he is the first and only president to be buried in Washington, D.C., Warren G. Harding was the first president that women could elect after getting the right to vote, the 19th Amendment. And this Republican president was the first to ride in an automobile to his inauguration, the first to have a cabinet member convicted of a crime, the first president to own a radio and make a speech on the radio where he was the first president to say that he'd return the U.S. to normalcy in the 1920s. Warren G. Harding also had the biggest shoe size of all the presidents, a size 14, although I don't think his last name has anything to do with it. Calvin Coolidge was another Republican and the only president born on the 4th of July. However, three of them did die on the 4th of July, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and James Monroe. Calvin Coolidge was the first president to have his inauguration broadcast, and he had two pet raccoons that lived at the White House named Rebecca and Reuben. Herbert Hoover was the first to live the longest after serving his term in office, 31-plus years, and he was the first president to have a telephone on his desk and the first president to have an asteroid named for him, Haveria. And although he was a Republican like his predecessor, he one-upped Coolidge in the exotic pet department with his two pet alligators that lived at the White House. It's hard to believe that Franklin Delano Roosevelt was the first president to be defeated as a vice presidential candidate, but then go on to become the president where he breaks all sorts of records by being the first and only president elected for a third and fourth term. He was the first president to nominate a woman to a cabinet post in 1933, Secretary of Labor Frances Perkins, who was paramount to labor reform after the 1911 Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire in New York City that killed 146 people. 
FDR was also the first president to appoint a woman minister to represent the United States in a foreign country, the first president to broadcast from a foreign country, the first president to ride on a diesel train, to appear on television, and to fly in an airplane while still in office to Casablanca, Morocco to meet with Prime Minister Winston Churchill in 1943. Harry Truman took over when FDR died shortly into his historic fourth term, and Truman could best be described as a Democratic putz that was in way over his head with the situation in World War II. He was the first president to have a press conference recorded on tape and given from the White House, the first president to travel in a modern submarine, and the first president to receive a woman ambassador from a foreign country, the ambassador of India. Dwight D. Eisenhower, or Ike, was Republican and the first man to be president of 49 states and then all 50 states after acquiring Alaska and Hawaii. He was the first president to have a news conference recorded by both newsreels and television, and then the first to be on color television. He was the first president to be submerged in an atomic submarine and is responsible for drafting NASA to keep up with the Russians. And he served in both World War I and World War II, the only president to do so. And while John F. Kennedy was the fourth president to be assassinated, he did have some presidential firsts, including being the first president born in the 20th century, the first to be Roman Catholic, a Boy Scout, and to have a brother in the Senate, Edward Kennedy, and to appoint another brother to a cabinet post, Attorney General Robert Kennedy. He was the first president to hold a live televised press conference, to win a Pulitzer Prize, to have televised debates, and the first president to have served in the United States Navy. Scattered curiosity, people have drawn many links between the Lincoln and the Kennedy assassinations for decades, and a lot of them aren't even true. Now, I'm not much of a mystic when it comes to this kind of stuff, but there are actually a few connections that are true and pretty interesting. Here they are. They were both elected to Congress 100 years apart, 1846 and 1946, and also elected president 100 years apart, 1860 and 1960. They both dealt with civil rights issues. They were both shot in the head on a Friday, and both of their successors had the last name Johnson and were also born 100 years apart. 1808 and 1908. Interesting, huh? And after what happened to JFK, it isn't surprising that Lyndon Baines Johnson was the first president to ride in an armored vehicle to his inauguration after also being the first sworn in behind a bulletproof enclosure by a woman, another first, and wearing a business suit, another other first. LBJ was the first president to appoint an African-American to the United States Supreme Court, Justice Thurgood Marshall, 
and the first president to serve on all four federal offices, senator, representative, vice president, and president. And despite his popularity problem due to the horrors of the Vietnam War, people sometimes forget that we have Lyndon Johnson to thank for Medicaid, Medicare, public broadcasting, and a continued commitment to protecting the environment. It's kind of hard to tell you something you don't already know about the Republican Richard Nixon or Tricky Dick. He was the first president to nominate a vice president under the 25th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Remember back when John Tyler made himself president due to William Henry Harrison's death? Well, for Nixon... His vice president, Spiro Agnew, resigned. The new amendment made it a law that when the president is out, the vice president becomes president. But if the vice president goes out, either by resignation or death, the president will nominate a candidate for Congress to review. Nixon famously opened China as he was the first president to visit the communist country while in office. He was the first president to attend the launching of a manned space flight, Apollo 12, and the first president to resign from office. Now, the articles of impeachment were drawn, but he resigned prior to being impeached and soon became the first president to be pardoned by his successor, Gerald Ford who started his time in the office with a presidential first by being the first president to serve as both vice president and president without having been elected by the people to either position. He was the first president to visit Japan while in office, the first to release a full medical report to the public, and the first to have survived two presidential assassination attempts that were both by women. And I can't believe that I've never heard this fact before, but he used to be a fashion model, which is another presidential first, and he even appeared on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine in 1942. Although I always just hear women call it Cosmo. Jimmy Carter was the first president to have graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy and the first president to walk from the Capitol to the White House in the inaugural parade following the swearing-in ceremony. He was the first president to do a phone-in Q&A with the public, and he, too, won a Nobel Peace Prize in 2002 for his work in human rights. Ronald Reagan, otherwise known as the Great Communicator, was the first president to have been divorced to have been a union leader, he was president of the Screen Actors Guild, to appoint a woman justice to the United States Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor, and is the oldest president to take office and the oldest president upon leaving office. And Ronald Reagan had the highest number of electoral votes in United States election history, 525 out of 538. Scattered curiosity, as an actor in 1951, Ronald Reagan was almost strangled by his co-star while he was shooting the film Bedtime for Bonzo. Did I mention that his co-star was a chimpanzee? And the runner-up to Ronald Reagan became our first four-named president, 
George Herbert Walker Bush. He was the first president to serve as ambassador to the United Nations and to be the director of the Central Intelligence Agency. His son also became president. Bill Clinton was the first president to participate in a live internet chat, the first president to use the line item veto, the first president to appoint the first lady, Hillary Clinton, as the head of a presidential commission, and the first president to be named in a sexual harassment suit. And he was the first Democrat to be reelected since FDR's four-term blowout. Bill Clinton is also the first president to have two Grammys for Spoken Word Album and Spoken Word Album for Kids. George W. Bush, or W, was the first president to have an MBA degree and the second president who was the son of a former president. He was also the head cheerleader at his high school. And you might recall, no pun intended, his first term election was highly contested as he raced neck and neck with Vice President Al Gore due to the Florida Chads. Obviously, Barack Obama was our first African-American president, but did you know that he was also the first president to publicly acknowledge the existence of Area 51 in Nevada? And he is the last president, hopefully not forever, to receive the Nobel Peace Prize in 2009 for his efforts in international diplomacy. Now, I have a feeling that our current president will have many, 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 many presidential firsts by the end of his first term, so we will revisit those when they become history. And one last interesting fact, exactly zero presidents are only children. They all had siblings. America! And I have to apologize for this tiny sode being not so tiny, but... First of all, the 4th of July is tomorrow, and I couldn't just do half of the presidents this week and the other half next week. That would be stupid. So, enjoy this one-time-only, extra-long, tiny-sode big series. us keep the curiosities coming please rate us on itunes soundcloud or your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to visit scatteredcuriosities.com for exclusive free downloads and to donate to the show